Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. What's up, guys? Today we have a special throwback episode of Courtside Club. We are taking it all the way back to NBA All-Star Weekend in Cleveland and catching up with one of the coolest hosts in the NBA, Christian Crosby. I hope you guys enjoy it. God bless whoever hating on me. Yeah. Can we just clip her saying that and not explain why she was saying that? God bless whoever hating on me. What's up, you guys? I'm Rachel DeVita, and welcome to the Courtside Club. Today, joining us, we have NBA personality, five-time NBA All-Star host. He's a social media influencer and an artist, and my good friend, Christian Crosby. Welcome. What's up, yo? Thank you for having me. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Courtside Club. I'm glad we did this in person. I'm. This is so much better than Zoom. I'm, like, Zoomed out, so this is perfect. This is perfect. Yeah. We're in Cleveland right now. It's It's my hometown. It's a little event called All-Star here this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not the biggest All-Star I've ever been to, but it has been fun. You hosted Saturday night last night. How are you feeling? I feel great. Like, I feel really good about it. Obviously, everyone's talking about the slam dunk contest, and people were hoping for a little more with that. But other than that, honestly, I feel like it was one of the best Saturday nights ever. The, The performance was sick. DJ Khaled, like, I think DJ Khaled is one of the most underrated artist ever just underrated humans i honestly think he's incredible i don't understand how he's just that good at putting together shows and putting together music and he doesn't actually like rap or sing or do anything like that oh he's no just his person. energy and his presence and then other artists obviously respect him because he has hits for days yo but. shout out to dj cat yo dj Khaled flowers because yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed the show. I was like, I don't know if you if you saw me, but I was out on the floor when he was performing uh-huh. and I like completely like stopped caring about the show. Like I was actually just a fan and I was just like, and then right. Ludacris came out I was like, ah, I was getting and Mary came out and then, yeah, no, yeah. that was sick. Uh, my agent and I were actually talking and he's like, DJ Khaled needs a Monday morning podcast or radio show just for anybody driving to work. And Khaled just gets on and rants. He's like, you can do it. You got this. You're you're, You're smart. Yeah. You kind. You're amazing. (laughs) That was was a really good good impression of him. Yeah, no, I love him. Do it again. You're loyal. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Another one. No, it was good. I actually really liked the Taco Bell skills challenge change too. Like the yeah, rules change. Yeah, that was cool. What did you think about that? Be honest. So, uh, no, it was good. I thought it was, it was really cool. good. I thought it was really good. What do you think of Cleveland? Cleveland? I haven't really experienced Cleveland. Like, it's okay. You can be on. Look, it I does, grew yo, up here. The crowd reminds me of Philly. And I said this on the court when I was hosting. They're tough, right? Yeah. Like... So one part of it is no nobody's too cool to like have real emotions. So like I feel like the crowd, like if they're excited, they actually like cheer really loud. Yeah. Like if you go to, you know, a Clippers game, well actually Clippers games are pretty lit, but if you go to a Lakers game. Nobody cares. The most incredible moment in NBA history could happen and people are just like <laughs> Right. Please take a picture of my outfit. <laughs> it's like, it's, that's that's all that LA cute. games are. Is every, it's just a show. Like, see who you want to see, which celebrities are going to be there. Yeah. No, I was getting mixed emotions yesterday because um, I was thinking like, oh, my God, I'm here part of the 75th anniversary of the NBA. Yeah. And then it made me think, 
of all of the people that are going to get honored at the NBA All-Star Game. Mm -hmm. And, like, those are the people who really, like, propelled the league to this level. And then I started thinking about, like, okay, well, the hundredth. Like, I just started thinking, like, this may be, like, the last time a lot of these people are together. True. And how impactful and, like, amazing all these people are. So I just got emotional thinking about like, wow, it's like the 75th. And you were chosen to be on the court celebrating this on Saturday night, which to be fair is my favorite night of NBA All-Star Weekend is Saturday. for sure, absolutely. Even though the dunk contest, I wasn't up to par how I feel like all of us expected it to be. The young guys had a lot more potential than they showed last night. Let me ask you a question. Got it, here. What? needs to be done to make the contest better the dunk contest yes what is the solution i think the young kids need to prepare a little bit better because think about it if those young guys would have made the first dunks that they were throwing down it would have been a whole different it would have been a great dunk contest am i wrong no you're right yeah the dunks were the dunks were great they just weren't prepared to hit them on the first try or there was nerves or there was something else i also think but this is my biased opinion i think they should add professional dunkers into saturday night how so i don't know but i think that they should like do you think they should compete against nba players or do you think they should be paired up with them it wouldn't be maybe paired up i think i think maybe paired up because no offense, but the NBA players wouldn't stand a chance against the pro guys. But then wouldn't that... That's all they do. Could that make the NBA players look bad? No, because I think the NBA guys might take it more seriously if they knew that they were partnering up with this guy. And obviously, there's a lot of ego coming into play. They don't want to be shown up. You know, it's a great question, which is why I asked you, because I was thinking about it last night. And I'm just yeah. like, it's such a good thing. It, it's, it shouldn't go anywhere. Like, the no. question is just how do you... How do you ensure that it's it will reach that climax yeah. that it should reach? Like, I don't know. Because I, I think another issue that they're starting to run into is guys who would be electrifying, whether they're doing crazy dunks or not, like some of the veteran guys or some of the bigger stars, mm-hmm. don't want to do it anymore because they don't want to get hurt or don't want to use their legs for that. You yeah. know what I mean? Or don't want to get shown up by a younger guy. Who knows? <laughs> Honestly, and this is this is this is a bigger conversation cuz now this is like this brings my brain to like social media. I think mm-hmm. social media is really dictating a lot of people's decisions with these types of things because people right. are literally afraid that if they do one bad thing, it will go viral right. and that will literally mess up their career, their brand, their business, their longevity, mm-hmm. their family. Like right. that, that is a thing. So I don't blame them for that. Like Kobe, Michael, Vince, they didn't have That wasn't the thing then, right. Yeah. Like if you missed a dunk, okay, there's no, who's gonna, you can't really see that footage unless you're watching TV back then. Right. Now you miss that dunk and five seconds later, everyone in the world is like, ha ha ha. About well, it. Jalen Green makes the dunk. They cut to Shaq, and Shaq's like right. sleeping. You know, and so that's actually the clip that has gone most viral from the dunk contest. Exactly. It's not even Obi winning it. I don't know if maybe you involve the the people. Like, do you just like instead of trying to avoid this social media bash, do you embrace it and like somehow incorporate it? Like, do the people choose the dunks, or like do? I don't know. I don't know. Or Do you understand there, what I'm saying? I don't is know. Is there a category for, like we've seen in some other dunk TV shows, maybe there's a category for the first round and then there's, 
it's almost like a single elimination. You get one dunk. It's a certain category. Maybe they add a couple more dunkers. There's a category. Okay, hey, uh, it's how many dunks can you make in 60 seconds? Yeah. You ready for this? Okay. Yeah. What if <laughs> nobody chooses their dunks? They show up blind. They have no idea what's going to happen. And the NBA chooses the dunks for each round. Do you think they're good enough? All players have to do the same dunk and are judged on that dunk. That would be kind of fire. Like, okay, you have your four dunkers yeah. and the NBA shows a dunk. Maybe they show a dunk that someone's already done or maybe some they show a dunk or say a dunk and everyone has to do it. And you get judged by who does the dunk the best. So, but maybe it's something that a little bit more baseline where it's, it's maybe an East Bay that they show and then you can add your own flavor. Like, oh, I can do a between the legs dunk easy. I'm going to add it between legs 360 and go for it. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. Because, okay. because it couldn't I, be I something it, that was like too hard that, that someone right. couldn't so I, actually execute it. But I think that part of it would ensure the excitement because the NBA is going to choose a dunk that everyone can do. True. But then everyone's going to do it really, really good. You get what I'm saying? So let, let's And then the let's final just, round is, do your own dunk. is dunker's choice. That would... There it is. <laughs> there it is. We just figured it out. I'm not going to lie. That actually would be fire. I'm not going to lie. That would be this fire. Is, this is why you've been hired for a fifth time to cover <laughs> NBA All-Star for ideas like this. Adam Silver, if you're listening, hey. just let us know. We'll help, you, we'll help you coordinate it. We'll get Chuck on board. You can train the guys. We'll be ready to go. Football season is here and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. How did you get started initially with the NBA? I feel like you've been a part of this family for a long time. Yo, I have a really good story. About okay, let's this. hear it. So I have worked for the Sixers for the last 15 years of my life. And I didn't realize it was that long. It's been a minute. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so I was like that young, super intern kid that everyone loved, mm -hmm. that would always come into office, offer to help, whatever. I loved the organization. I just wanted to be there. So I was willing to do whatever. That kind of guy. Worked my way up. And I think at this point, when I first started doing stuff with the NBA, I was actually a manager slash host for the Sixers. So okay. I was a game presentation manager. I'm booking the anthems and I'm oh, making cool. the game grid yeah. and I'm managing all the entertainment groups, all that stuff. And I hosted games. It was um, crazy because I would wear a suit and then I would switch and I would, it was, I was one of those weird employees that just had multiple jobs, right? But you loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. It was incredible. So what the NBA would do is they would have all the game presentation directors come together to share their best practices. And those directors would be able to bring maybe a coordinator with them or a manager with them so they could learn too. So Derek Hayes, who was the director, brought me with him. Yeah. And I met everyone from every team all in the same place. It was my first time really knowing that was even a thing. And I was like, oh, snap. And then I heard, I started overhearing people talking about All-Star and how they 
I was like, wait, you guys, how, oh, so you guys work all-star. Like, it's not like outsourced. Like, I didn't realize the NBA literally hires all of the people from around the league mm -hmm. that do that to do all-star. So I was like, wait, what? So I was like, oh, maybe I could be an all-star host. And I'm, you got to pay your dues with the NBA. You're not just going to oh, yeah. walk in doing something like that. So I met this person from the NBA, and they were like, well, if you want to do it, you got to be a stage manager. And I was like, well, what's that? And then they were like, well, <laughs> it's it's a grind. You're going to grind. So I was yeah. like, sign me up, baby. You could bring coffee for the first couple of years. Yeah, no, yeah. I was no. my first year working All-Star was me rolling T-shirts. And I'll show you a clip. I'll send it to you. Me rolling T-shirts. I'm on a headset. I'm like, I'm running. I'm a runner. Like, right. I'm just... Yeah, I I got coffee. Like I did whatever I needed to do. Like, and I enjoyed myself. It was a lot of work. The last year that I was doing that, I was actually like a handler for the host. So like, I, oh, okay. I was like giving Allie Love her cards. Yeah, um, Brooklyn. And so, yeah, I'm telling this story because it's like sometimes you just gotta humble yourself to get your foot in the door. Like, yeah, I was a host back home, but I was like giving a host their cards, NBA All Star, in front of everyone that knew I was a host, and I don't care. Like. It got my foot in the door. I built relationships with everybody in the NBA. And now, years later, I'm the main host for Saturday All-Star, Saturday night. Like it's, yeah. and it's awesome. So it's crazy. I think one of the biggest things that I see with a lot of people, unfortunately, is people are so afraid to fail and they're afraid to appear inferior or less than or um, like not successful they're afraid to look that way and so they avoid the work that it takes to actually become what they're trying to present themselves as and so people just create this fake persona about themselves that they're doing much better than they are which makes it almost even harder for them to actually become successful because now people aren't even willing to help them because they don't know that they need to be helped yeah and you know hearing your story and and me sharing a little bit of mine it's just like if you just humble yourself it doesn't matter what people think about you like do the work that it takes make the mistakes even if it's public make the mistakes you need to make so that you can get where you need to get because yeah. at the end of the day all it takes is a little work mm -hmm. once you're successful you're successful just be real and be honest but we are kind of trapping ourselves a little bit with this social media stuff because we put this unnecessary pressure on ourselves to be something that doesn't exist all the time and it's just like for what because we all deep down inside know that it's not real right. yet we still desire to be perceived that way yeah which is weird but i feel more and more pressure the more followers that you get and i think if you're able to keep a sliver of your authentic self without giving everything away because i do think having a personal life right. that's not on the internet is also important i agree but if you're able to show your authentic self and show that side that will be relatable to anybody around the world, mm -hmm. not just somebody in our little bubble of an industry, yep. then that's what will help you grow and, and reach a wider fan I'm, base. I'm glad you're saying this because if like outside looking in, I'm sure people would say you're one of those people who is perfect. Everything you post looks perfect. The lighting, <laughs> your looks, your, oh, you make every shot, you cross over everybody, you do gymnastics flips and everyone loves you. <laughs> and it's like, here you are saying you feel pressure and Definitely. you're trying to balance the, the, the genuine you, the transparent, like, you know, journey version of you. And then the product, which is a business version of you. Right. And then like, also protecting the 
personal side of you. Like it is a real thing and it's sure. refreshing, I guess, to hear you, you say that, which is really interesting to me. Honestly, at the end of the day, and it's, it's a fight for me, I am fighting myself to be myself because of the pressures of like, well, you want to make money. True. And unfortunately, money, there's a certain thing that gets you money. True. Not not yourself, being yourself all the time may not get you money all the time or as much money than you could. And so the question is, well, you want to live a certain way. So is that selling out or is that business? Do you get what I'm saying? Well, you have to find that balance that works for you. But as you grow, you'll, you'll find more of that. Um, I want to dive deeper into what you've done on social media after halftime. I know that you're also very into music. Yeah. So I grabbed some lyrics from some songs that kind of mentioned basketball and or players in the song. And I want to see if you can name the artist and song. I'm nervous about this. I'm Easy money. I have anxiety now. Easy money. We'll start off with one that is like a softball. Okay. okay? All right. I need that money like the ring I never won. Come on. Okay, wait, okay. That can't be the easy one. What do you, <laughs> yes, wait, 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 here, I'll start. Wait, I'll give you more, I'll give you give more. Give it a little rhythm, at least. Like When I started balling, I was young. You're gonna think about me when I'm gone. I need that money like the ring I never won. It's named after a famous basketball player who might or See, may or may not have turn. played for the Sixers in his prime. Oh, Post Malone. Yeah. Oh my God. Another softball. Been Steph Curry with the shot, been cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. <laughs> I get what the the best part about this <laughs> halftime is just you saying these lyrics. It's not me giving you an answer. Um, wait, Chef so with the pot, boy, that's Drake. And that's from, wait, what song is that though? Is that cooking with the pot, boy? Yeah, that's uh, it. Uh, zero to 100. Yeah. Real quick. Ding, ding, ding. See? How did I get that and not Post Malone? I don't know. That's the Post Malone was easy, but I- No, but you <laughs> delivered it a little, it was a little, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, another one. Okay. Ready? When I come back like Jordan, wearing the four or five, it ain't to play games with you. <laughs> it's- <laughs> It's just the way you're doing. It's to aim at you, probably maim you. Did you see the hand motions? That is Jay-Z. Yeah, it is. Encore. Yeah. He's Good like, job. I, but can you just do that again? The main you probably part? maim you. Do you know that song? Like, yeah, do you know that course. song? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Encore. Yeah. The Watch next song I'm going to song lyrics I'm gonna read to you. Right. Okay, so one more. Yeah. And that's around the time that your idols become your rivals. You make friends with Mike, but got to AI him for your survival. I know this song, but I don't know this. There's song. no way that's, what is that? That's not, is that it's how it's said? Your idols become your rivals. That part. Can you at least maybe like, could you maybe hit the rhythm to it? I don't know what part of the song this is, but I know this song. Hit, give it to me one more time. Here we go. It's a Drake song. Ah, what? We'll put it out. No. What Drake song is this? Thank me now. I almost know every Drake song, lyric for lyric, and I don't know that one. You did pretty good though. Was that the last one? That was the last one. Well, I do have a bonus, but I'm not sure if you'll get it because it's. Let's do it. Okay. Why wouldn't we? Oh, do you it? know what? Actually, yeah, let's see. On, let's okay, go. so let's bonus. 
Bonus, right. here we go. My name is Kazam. I got the whole world plan. So listen to the man, cause I'm- Is that Shaq? Sold... Let's go, Shaq! <laughs> Shaq got bars, yo! Yo, now I would love, yo, Shaq's gotta do more music. He's DJing now. Yeah. But, but original music. I wanna hear a track from Shaq, yo. I feel like he, he's, I feel like Shaq now is more famous now than it. he's ever been. Shaq sure. is like killing it. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odd boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet you get with Caesars Rewards. Every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Rewards member today, and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. from doing the NBA hosting and all of the social media stuff that you do with the NBA. You're very into music, you're into clothing. Oh, How did this whole world come together? Now you have your own clothing line. Yeah, it's so exciting. It's so cool too. I have a brand called Live Life Nice. So it was a snowball effect. I didn't wake up one day and say, I'm gonna make a brand called Live Life Nice. It was more like when I was young, I wanted to be a philanthropist, an entrepreneur, and an entertainer. Uh -huh. And as a young kid, I'm like, well, how the heck am I gonna do all of that? That doesn't even make sense. Like an entertainer does this, and a philanthropist doesn't make a lot of money and does this probably. And an entrepreneur has to put all their time into a business, so how am I gonna balance that? And yeah. younger, when I was younger, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just started doing random stuff, and I would, um, me and my friends would call ourselves like the nice guys because we were kind of nerds. Like, yeah, kinda, I did karate. Like, it was, you know. So, we would do charity events. So you called yourself <laughs> the nice guys, and then you beat people up as a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got beat up a lot first okay. in karate, but then I did. I did, did kind of nice, but I did. No, I'm joking. It, it was a good joke. Um, so I started doing charity events and I made a t-shirt that said nice guys on it and people oh. were like, yo, I want a shirt. And then I would make more shirts and then people started to ask if they could buy them. And then that's when the idea came. I wasn't even thinking about making a t-shirt company. And then I made t-shirts that said nice guys, but then it kind of excluded women. Um, so then I changed it to nice brand and more people liked it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to partner with a chair, like a charitable partner or something and literally I just went online and I found emails and I emailed like 20 different organizations no one answered me other than this one woman her name's Robin Valentino and she worked for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and she was like oh, I love that. your idea this is sweet like whatever you need we'll officially partner with you and I'm like really like she was like yeah I was like I can use your logos and everything and she's like yeah and I said I would donate 20 percent so I donated 20%, made $0. It was a bad business model. Um, but I learned that anything's really possible if you just try. Like right. I was a no nobody. I had 20 t-shirts to my name and I partnered with one of the biggest hospitals in America. That's I don't cool. know how official it was, but she gave me an opportunity and we did that and it was great. So once I did that, I fell in love with entrepreneurship. 
Because yeah. I was like, wait, I just created something out of nothing and now it's yeah. something. Like, that's cool. Now, I feel like every space in this entrepreneurial social media yeah. entertainment is very saturated. The people who break through that are people who are really passionate about what they're doing and they're willing to do whatever they need to do to make it happen. Yep. And like you said, making the cold calls, emailing, reaching out to you know people you wouldn't know and kind of taking that risk. So that's, I think, a great story to share. And for anybody listening yeah. who wants to get into it make sure what you're doing you have you love it and there's a reason why you're doing it also and i think adding that charitable element like you said 13 year old you wanted to be an entertainer a philanthropist a entrepreneur and now you've you've hit fashion you've hit sports you've hit music and you're you're giving back which is really i'm just trying to be like you when i grow up that's all so yeah so we're gonna get you on the court and work on your jump shot. Yo, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yo, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not good at basketball. If anyone watching this didn't know that, um, I'm. I think it's funny though. You're decent at pickleball, right? We we went to Chicago I'm together good at for a bit, and we played pickleball. Pickleball, together, come so. on, ladies, <laughs> pickleball, baby. <laughs> Call me. Uh, no, yeah, I'm, yeah, joking, no. Yeah, I'm joking, obviously. But we okay. are getting to the end of the game, so I have some buzzer beaters for you. It's not trivia this time. Please don't. Like, so you can relax, have fun with it. First question. What is your ideal courtside fit? Sweatpants and a hoodie and some really cool sneakers. Some really cool, yeah. And either a beanie hat or a trucker hat. Oh, I like this hat right now. God bless whoever hating on me. Someone pointed out to me that this hat is like half like proper grammar and then the other half is kind of like. Did you hear me slow down when I started yes, reading it? Exactly. <laughs> so so it's, I, I actually it makes really sense, like though. it about it. God yeah. bless whoever hating on me. Yeah. But it should be hating <laughs> without the G. Can we just clip her saying that and not explain why she was saying that? Because <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that you just said that. Cold open. <laughs> there we go. All right, what is your ideal food and drink combo while sitting courtside? Oh man, I am obsessed with water now. I hated okay. water before. Really? I grew into Interesting. it. Yeah, I'm late to the party, but water. Okay. And food. Popcorn. Kind of popcorn. Easy. I love popcorn. Staple. Yeah. It's good. Yep. All right, if you were to sit courtside with one person, dead or alive, who would you love to sit with? The dead or alive thing always messes me up. This is gonna sound cliche, but I just really wanna ask him like so many questions about like Area 51 type stuff. <laughs> so I'm gonna say Barack Obama. It's one of the most interesting answers I've gotten so far with that question. <laughs> <laughs> so I like it. I'm just being honest. I'm trying to be true to myself For and give sure. you an honest answer. Like I wanna know stuff. Like I'm mm -hmm. one of those guys It's just like, I just wanna know. All right, last buzzer beater. If you could be at one event in history, if you could be courtside at one event in history. Oh, okay. What would it be? You, it, it could be sports or or not. Any event. Well, I am diehard Philly forever. So I'd have to say 83 championship game seven or whatever game six or game seven. Um, Dr. J and the boys winning, no. the, winning the championship for Philadelphia. I would have loved That'd to be, be courtside really cool. for that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I would have, like, that would be. That would have been insane. You would have needed earplugs for that too. It would have been so loud. Yeah, I can't imagine what insane. that was like. Think of, think if Philly makes it back to a finals and yeah, it's a game seven situation. They might need, they might need the national security to be there. I will cry. 
if the Sixers win a championship in my lifetime. You'll be hosting and you'll just be sobbing from the sideline. <laughs> no, I will literally cry. No, that would cry. be sick. All right, before I let you go, Christian, thank you so much for coming on the Courtside Club. Let everybody know who's watching and or listening where they can find you on social and anything that you have coming up soon. So you can find me on social at Christian Crosby, pretty much on every YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. It's all the same, at Christian Crosby. I have a lot coming up. Uh, I have new launches for my brand, Live Life Nice, um, in both Finish Line and Foot Locker. I have a lot of music coming out. I'll just If you follow me on social, you'll you'll hear about that. I'm really excited about we the We didn't get stuff. even into that at I a know, deeper level. I know. You're going to have to edit out some of my weird stuff probably though, right? No. Oh, okay. It's all staying. We don't we don't edit. Did I just wink? Was that and, a good and wink? And you don't miss. Wow. Wait. I just had a good wink. You don't usually have? I mean, you know, it's iffy. Let me do one. Like not consistent. Get this. Perfect. Who had a better wink now is the question. Vote in the comments. Thank you guys so much for watching. <laughs> Subscribe and like for more. Check out Christian on all social media. And we will see you guys next Wait. time. Wait. I just want to say on the podcast, I'm really proud of you for everything you're doing. Thank you. And I, I hope that you continue to embrace who you truly are as you continue to grow. Thank you. I appreciate That's it. that. That's all I want to say. Thank you. That's all we got. See you next time, guys. <laughs>